Hi, and welcome to Green Lab's first podcast. I'm Anushka, and today I'm talking to Kieran Whitaker, the founder and CEO of EntoCycle. Hi, Kieran. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? All is good. Good. Um, so if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about EntoCycle. Um, so I'm, I'm from South East London, uh, born and bred, but I'm half Chilean, so I've always had a passion for going around the world, seeing as much as I can. I left straight after uni before we did gap years, and then I pretty much never came back. Um, I did come back and did a master's, and then when I left, I also went and never came back. So I've kind of, even though I love this part of London, I also love the world, and I think that's kind of quite influential on why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, and that sounds like a really big and be-all conversation, but actually it means that, you know, I've seen quite a lot of things, and not always feel positive. Um, so what made you choose to start Intercycle? Um, so... EntoCycle, we're creating the world's fully, first fully automated insect protein factory. Um, whole point being is we can do this anywhere on the planet at any time. And what's really important is that we can actually reduce the cost of production so we can actually outcompete harmful, environmentally damaging protein sources like soya or fish meal um, or even other farmed animals if we're looking at human consumption. Um, why did I start EntoCycle? Well, Part of my going around the world was becoming a scuba diving instructor. And I lived in Southeast Asia, Central America, South America. And everywhere that I've lived, our oceans are empty, our rainforests are destroyed, our coral reefs are obliterated. And it's predominantly because it's all about food. Uh, and not just food for local people, actually mainly for food in the developed countries, utilising like the cheap labour resources of developing countries. So... <clears throat> For me, I wanted to try and tackle fundamentally how we feed the world. And that sounds like, again, really big deal thing, but someone's got to do it. So I thought, why not me? Um, I quit being a scuba dive instructor in Mexico, and within two weeks, I moved back to London in the middle of January to start Intercycle. And I was freezing cold for about two years. <laughs> and so how long ago was that? This was about three and a bit years ago now. Okay. Um, so again, that was kind of like brainstorming time. Off the back of that, I then moved to Brazil for eight months and I ran an R&D facility once I'd kind of built the tech in London, um, actually part of Hackspace, and that's how I got to know Andy at FabLab during that time. Um, when I came back, I went, you know, this is actually a business idea. So I applied to got into Mass Challenge and I was thankfully one of the winners. So off the back of that, I hired a few people. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much been go, go, go since then. Uh, so what have been your biggest hurdles so far? I have absolutely no idea how to start a company, how to run a company. I had no idea how to, to breed insects, even though I'm an environmental engineer by my university training. So I'd say there's been ridiculous amounts of hurdles. Um, I think on the counter side to that, I'm very willing to like, jump head first into things. And so my biggest ability to overcome things has been just get on and do it. Just have a go, just try it. I'd say... Another phenomenal way of getting over these hurdles is actually starting to build a team around you. So bringing in people who are just better than you, who, are, who can focus more, who, who know how to do certain things, can put structures in place, you know, do all the things that I'm just kind of crap at doing and let me be that big vision uh, and passion. I mean, I think you need to have an infinite amount of passion to do something like this. And I, I think I've got that. Um, and do you have any peers and competitors in this field, or is it just EntoCycle? No, globally there's probably a handful of companies um, trying this at different phases. There are several here in the UK trying this. Again, I don't think we're competing with each other. 
we've got literally seven billion people to try and feed and at the moment all we're doing is cutting down the rainforest and emptying the oceans so the more the merrier in my mind's eye of course i don't really talk to investors no i'm joking we've got a very different technology we're looking fully automation and having really really tight parameters and everything that we do so that we can really reduce the cost so this is like where our kind of unique selling point really is and we now currently have our first up and running automated prototype so would you ever make it open source um, I think to challenge uh, globally cost prices, you can't do open source. Um, I'm, I'm a left-wing leaning socialist, but I also believe that business is the best way to tackle environmental damage. You have to build a product that's better and cheaper, most importantly, because it's sustainable and it's just a positive extra. Okay, for me, it's a fundamental reason why I started this, but actually when you go and talk to big supermarkets or farmers, etc., it's price, 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 price. So for me, if you're gonna do this, we need to raise money. To raise money, you need to be a business. To be a business, you need to have your own kind of unique selling point. And that doesn't mean you can't develop a technology on a smaller scale for developing countries or different mechanisms to actually improve the sustainability of the product in the first place. So the answer is kind of no, but also a little bit yes. And have you had um, much support from government or you mentioned supermarkets, sort of big businesses? Are they being involved in the process or is are you sort of finalising it and then taking it to them? So key to what I thought was successful was actually bringing in big businesses as soon as possible. So even before I had anything real, um, was trying to get them on board and we've been pretty good. So we've won funding from the UK government, the European government, um, some other private investment kind of non-equity and then also coming out the back of winning Mass Challenge Business Accelerator and going to Y Combinator in America, which is you know, one of the most prestigious. So we've done pretty well on the fundraising front, uh, partnerships. You know, we've got supermarket chains on board, farmers, feed companies, um, and now we're even getting main interest from human consumption. So kind of time is nigh, and now it's time to start delivering, which is hopefully what we're going to do over the next few weeks, if not months. Exciting. So um, where do you see EnterCycle in the next five years? So what we're actually developing here is a modulator design that is scalable. So the idea being is we can have multiple facilities all automatically controlled from a central location, providing different types of markets, so whether that's fish meal or human consumption or pet food, it doesn't matter. Um, key for us is to partner with large waste producers, so breweries, uh, vegetable packing houses, even the types of supermarkets, because they're the guys that make the waste and that's the input. And we can use multiple different types of inputs, so we're never really going to run out. We've done trials on chicken manure, pig manure, you know, there's, but legally you have to go what's first. So for us, first of all, beer and whiskey grains. Um, so obviously the stakes are pretty high, not just on a personal level for you, but on a global level for our food sources. Um, so what happens if you fail? I would say the reason why I can always get out of bed is because of that reason. I don't want to fail. I can't really validate the fact that just because I've got a hangover or I'm exhausted or, you know, I am really happy to always keep getting out of bed and fighting and pushing and working harder. Um, personally, I see in cycles hopefully just one step on a stepping stone for me. Now that I kind of know the logistics of starting companies, I think, yeah, this is something I've definitely did for multiple, several years, but then it's actually pushing into, and you know, pushing down more boundaries and changing more types of uh, food system networks. Because um, after water and air, food is the next most important thing that we resource we've got on this planet. So we've got to really find a better way of doing it. So EntoCycle is kind of just the beginning for you. I really hope so. And the more steps I take down this path, the more I see the bigger opportunities that are available. And it really starts to excite me. So uh, my final question is, if you could do anything else, what would it be? But I'm guessing it would be to 
continue on this path? Uh, if I could be anything else, it would be a bit better. <laughs> so it would actually be um, learn from my mistakes faster, learn to kind of manage my weaknesses better. But at the end of the day, I'm actually doing something I really love doing. I'm really excited about this. We've raised a significant amount of funding. We've got the, the legal change that's required. We've got kind of the population changes starting to happen in terms of people accepting this, not just as animal feed, but also as human feed. It's kind of time is nigh and we're right at the cusp of this wave. So yeah, I think 2018 and beyond is going to be hopefully awesome for us. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.